Hey there, listeners. This is Barbara McDermott with Shift Formula and our podcast, Forget to Eat. My guest today is this lovely new friend of my life. Her name is Maggie, and I'm going to let her introduce herself to you. Go ahead, Maggie. Hi, guys. I am Maggie. Let's see. I am 45 and the mom of five. Um, my kids age range between 22 and four. So constant craziness, busyness, all kinds of things. Um, I am actually a certified holistic health and wellness coach as well. Um, specializing a lot in mental health and stress management. My background is all in mental health. Um, every disorder you can imagine. And probably the last eight years of it, um, working with clients with severe eating disorders. So that's me. I like adventure. I'm a tough nut to crack. And I always have a wise comment for somebody. <laughs> Watch out, everybody. Watch out. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and you know, Maggie, so with your extensive background, my gosh, I mean, talk about the spectrum of health issues that you're so well versed in and obviously assisting others who are struggling. What struggles led you to seek and for us to find one another? What was going, what's been going on for you? I think I'm always looking because I'm just interested. It's part of what I do. Um, and it's just part of my passion. Like nutrition is part of being a mom and taking care of your kids. That's a huge thing for me. Um, so I'm just always researching, always reading, always looking. Um, but I think some of the biggest struggles for me were fear and frustration. Fear, my mom had heart disease and diabetes and eventually lost both of her legs to diabetes. And I watched like just her quality of life decline dramatically. And then her quality of just mental health went with that, you know, who can lose both legs and not be depressed? So, um, and she was older and, and she didn't do the right things to take care of herself, but it was a battle to get her to do the right things. Um, so that was a huge frustration. Um, and this extra fluff from, I'm going to blame my babies, but it's not all my baby's fault. It's I'm in a hurry. I'm going to put whatever I can get in my mouth, eat and move on. And that just led to eating all day and eating when you're stressed and eating for energy. Um, so fear and frustration big ones. And then you know, the right day, the right moment, just click. Hi, Barb. Help me. <laughs> hey, Maggie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Good. Mm -hmm. Diabetes to me, I've always said it's the gap, the gateway to every lousy way to die. Yeah. It opens up so many scary portals, right? It's limb loss. Yes. I remember one yes. time, you know, I have a daughter with type one diabetes. It's the autoimmune version of diabetes, but suffers the same consequences. And I remember one of my participants in my exercise class, she says, oh, don't worry about your daughter. My dad has, di has had diabetes his entire adult life. He just had his foot cut off, but he's doing great. <laughs> and that's what I, I was like, wait a minute. Am I offended, frightened, uplifted? What am I supposed to do with that comment? Yeah. The brush offs that are out there in the world, you know, whereas you use that word fear. I was terrified for my child. I wasn't going to be able to just brush it off as like, she's doing great, you know, because you said, who yeah. doesn't get depressed when you have limb loss and enthusiasm loss, right? 
I think it's very um, underrated. Like people don't understand the impact of the consequences because everybody knows somebody with diabetes. So it's not that big of a deal, right? Like you can just manage that. And I saw myself physically evolving into my mom as I got older. We just have so many of the same traits. And I was like, oh no, like giant neon signs stop. Like I can't let myself go there, especially since I have round two of my kids. Like I gotta be here. So I was, that was huge, huge red flag, all the little symptoms that I started noticing and remembering who they were connected to. And I was like, mm, not going to go there. Yeah. Were some of your symptoms involving pain or cravings? Like what were some of it? Can you talk about um, them? Always tired. Um, and I, you know, it's so easy to blame like, well, you're busy and you have kids, but I mean, like, I just want to go to bed and keep my eyes closed and can't move tired. Like, exhausted, just utterly exhausted, tired, cravings 24 seven all day long. Like sugar is my best friend. I love it in any form, you know, pasta, bread, my favorite things ever, and all kinds of candy, um, crave it all day long. And that's one of the things that I thought would never change. Um, Cause I've been like that as long as I can remember, you know, like this is just what I do. Like if there's leftover crust of the PB and J on the kid's plate, I got to eat it, right? That's what I do. And then I just want more. So then I'll make mine, even though I just ate lunch, that kind of a thing. And that just didn't make sense. Um, um, horrible arthritis. Um, and I do have some sports injuries, but all my joints as I'm getting older, my shoulders, my feet, you know, things that aren't injury related. And my hands can't open a jar right? I'm 45, not 95. I should be able to open a jar, <laughs> yeah. you know, and things like that will take me right back to just being in the kitchen with my mom or having a conversation with her. And I'm like, hmm. and brain fog. I don't even think that is enough to call what I have. Like just so forgetful of things. And I'm not just talking something on the grocery list, which that happens all the time, but I'll forget somebody's name and I've worked with them for five years. Like I forget what I'm doing all day long as I'm doing it. Just can't seem to get clear yeah. um, to the point where I was like, this just doesn't feel right. Yeah. Doesn't feel like myself. This isn't me being tired or me, you know, multitasking too much. This isn't right. Um, and I think that was the scariest thing. And Maggie, your mic cut out just a tiny little bit. Did oh. you say, no, just, just this one spot. Did you say that you forgot a coworker's name? Oh, yeah. yeah. Sitting right next to me. And I've worked with her for five years. Yeah. I will look at your face and I'll sit there just thinking, hmm, wonder when it's going to come to me. What's her name? Is it just going to show up or not? You know, <laughs> things that I just don't write. You know, that's it's not an acquaintance you see once in a while. Mm -hmm. Side by side every day. And that would happen frequently. It's not like that happened one time. And that scared me big time. Yeah. You know, that brain fog, that body pain, and yes. the cravings, they're the three things that you just talked about. All three are in the same, they have the same root. Mm -hmm. Your, our body has been overburdened by glucose. And glucose is in that whole spectrum of carbohydrate. Doesn't matter if it's organic, if it's real, if it's ancient, if it's blessed by the Pope. If it is a carbohydrate food, it contributes to that glucose load. This is why we're calling dementia and Alzheimer's 
type three diabetes. That's why I say diabetes is the gateway to every lousy way to die because it literally is. So you came into shift and you're like, okay, (laughs) this girl doesn't know what she's in for because I'm, like you said, a tough nut to crack. So what were any or one surprise that you were like, wait a minute, I did not think that was going to happen. I can actually walk past any and all sweets, pasta, bread, and not feel like my soul is crushed. <laughs> you know, like I can just go past it and be like, eh, I don't need it. Um, which really, if you, if you spent one day with me and just to see how much of it I would eat, not I'm stuffed, I'm not hungry, but oh, it's candy. I got to have it kind of a thing. Um, never thought that was possible. I don't know how many different things I've tried. You know, this will help you cut your cravings. No, no, it was just fluff, right? And I was uh, amazed because it was Thanksgiving time. So there's tons of stuffing and dessert and neighbors that bring over goodies to my house all the time, all the time. And I just could throw it away or give it away, um, which is not at all like that's just not me i mean it is me thank god um (laughs) so i'm getting rid of the garbage that's not me i don't need it anymore um those cravings don't have control over me that's a huge thing i can control that completely i can decide oh i want that and i'm gonna enjoy it Mm -hmm. or "Eh, i don't really like how i feel after i eat that and it doesn't taste as great as i remember So that's a thing too. That, that was a huge, huge surprise for me. You know, it's so powerful as a scientist and I'm not really a scientist, I'm a citizen scientist, I guess. But (laughs) when we literally change the, our, the chemistry in our body, we start craving other things. And I shouldn't use the word cravings. We actually are restored to our natural childhood, like hunger again. And the cravings yeah. and the ravings, which are just urges and a desire that's not founded on need, but it's like a brain need, they yep. just dry, that dries up. Just gone. It's hard yeah. to tell people that, right? They're like, it really is, because I wouldn't have believed me either. Yeah. Like, I truly, genuinely want it. And, and I am a very frank, honest, sincere person. Stuff doesn't come out of my mouth unless it's true. I never, ever thought that that would happen. That was like, eh, watch this. And now I'm like, oh, okay. But I'm super happy about it. Like, I didn't think it was even possible. I just thought that would always be a struggle yeah, forever. And to always feel like I'm missing out or, oh, but I'm not going to enjoy that. Now it's not even, doesn't even register anymore. So it's, sometimes I feel like I'm almost minimizing it because it's just not a thing anymore. Yeah. It's like, eh, it's not there. How to have that desire dry up. Yes, extremely. And I think about individuals who, you know, who really struggle like emotionally, like their lives are, I mean, wrapped and they feel like they're in a straight jacket, you know, and they're following the protocols of eating the rainbow. You and I discussed that once before, eating the rainbow, eating organic, just get off processed foods and your life should work out. Mm, doesn't quite add up, does it? No. And, you know, 
there's definitely a uniqueness to what you're going to eat and how you're going to do it for everybody. Everybody's body is different. And what I've kind of figured out through shifting is, yep, this is the basic, you know, here's the foundation with a high fat, moderate protein, low carb, but I can tweak that yep. as I need and still kind of be in those parameters. Um, it, it was easier than I thought. It's definitely challenging because it's a change. So yeah. it's just mentally me thinking, okay, I did not eat every color today because that is a huge thing with me. Like you have to eat the rainbow. But when I was doing that, I was eating all day long, nonstop. And I didn't have any more energy. My joints didn't feel better. I was just as fuzzy as before. And for me, not feeling like that's the right way to do it, mm -hmm. it's really freeing. Like yeah. the right way to do it is the way that works for me. And this is what's absolutely working for me. Um, there is no dogma to this. It's not the right way or else. And so, and I know that, but to actually do that and experience the results of that is a whole other kind of knowing. And it just kind of all clicked. Like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. This is the right way for me. And that's all that matters. Um, and that way works for thousands and millions, right? Yes. But um, it's not, I don't feel, I do not feel restricted. I sometimes feel like, oh, I overindulged. And then I look at what I ate and I was like, oh, I only ate a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, how did that happen? You know, I'm used to giant plates yep. of every color under the sun. And now I don't need it. I can't do it. I don't want it. And I'm fine for hours and hours. Yeah, that's what I was going to just open up. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was the same way. I think I literally grazed through the the last three decades of my life until this recent decade where I literally forget to eat yeah. more, more often. Like that's actually a thing. It and is. You've been noticing the span between, right? Absolutely. It's, it's super easy for me a, to not snack at night anymore. And that was a, a habit. That was such a ritual and a routine. Um, snacking at night, late at night, like 1130 when my husband would come home from work. Um, even after the kids went to bed because they're in bed, I can eat what I want. You know, I can do my thing. I eat, eat six o'clock dinner and I'm done. I till noon the next day. Yeah. Um, and so that, that's, I don't think about it, mm -hmm. which is a good thing. It's not always on my brain. Yes. I have space to do the other things I need to do because I'm not preoccupied yeah. with the food. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. To me, uh, for my daughter, for you, for many of our, in our shift community, it's for lack of a better phrase, it's literally food freedom. Finally, like a yeah. break, a break from thinking about it, a break from wondering what the next fix is. What's the next meal? What's my next, what's my next feeding? Like, and then you have, time and yeah. energy for other things, right? I can get stuff done. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because you're, I'm not so mentally preoccupied. Okay. That was, you know, when I finished breakfast, I was thinking about lunch. What can I have? Not too much, not too little. Make sure I include all this stuff and I'm not going to be able to lose weight doing that. Do this every day, all day. And no, nobody wants to think about food every day, all day. Like you can love it all you want, but when it starts preoccupying and getting in the way of other stuff, it's literally like in a huge addiction. It was interfering with yeah. other things I should have been taking care of in my head. 
And now I, I just don't, you know, everything I need is there. It's simple. It's so simple. It's so easy. It's ridiculous. Um, it's minimal effort, literally minimal effort. And so busy nights, it's not a challenge like it used to be. It's not, I don't have to plan that far in advance. Yeah. I just know what I can have and I have it. And I look at it differently. I definitely look at it as how is it going to impact me? Um, and then which choice to make, but pretty much all the bad choices, they don't live in my house anymore. So it's easy. Cause they don't even call your name when you're pushing the car through the supermarket. They, they don't like not at all. I don't even care about that sale little rack with all them blueberry muffins on it anymore. I'm like, Oop, see you later. It's a little bit like a Jedi mind trick, you know, the force <laughs> yeah. people. I feel like I'm mom, and it's true. Yeah. You know, I, remember, I remember seeing people and thinking, why can't, and this was for, through my daughter's, you know, challenges. She just longed to be like others who, who didn't think about food, who were controlled, who weren't constantly being chased by it. Yeah. But the cool thing is when you are not controlled by food, when cravings are awake, I used to have cravings for that. Now it's not even calling to me. We get that, right? So for you, it's avoiding your mother's fate, your genetic kind of like yes. predisposed uh, inclination. So what are you sure of? What are you certain about like going forward now? Um, I, I'm sure that my biggest fears and my biggest frustrations aren't true. They're not certain, you know, um, and that is like a weight that I can't even begin to tell you is lifted. Like can't, can't articulate it. Um, when I first heard Alzheimer's type three diabetes in my memory, that's where I thought I would go. I was just going to lose some toes on the way there. <laughs> it was going to be the thing because you weren't going to get me to stop eating what I wanted. And so now I know it's not frustrating. I don't have to have that frustration. I am not going to have diabetes. I am not going to have diabetes type two or three, neither of them. Um, so just to be sure of that, like that's just a huge weight just gone, you know, that I'm not worried about falling off the wagon. So I'm not on a wagon. Like this is just it, you know, like this is, this is how I go. And if I have something, it's not a big deal because I'm so I'm balanced now. You know, there's just all the right things are going on inside. One little thing isn't going to interfere with that. Um, and even with my kids, I kind of look at it a little bit differently. Um, I think I've kind of just kind of let them do their thing a little bit more, have a little more freedom knowing I know they're going to be okay. I know what they need. And I know things are going to change as they grow up and they're going to need different things. You know, I'm 45. I'm not going to eat like I'm 19 anymore. And that's okay. That's, you know, the way to be because I'm not going to have Alzheimer's or diabetes. And yeah. that's a fact. And I don't waver on that anymore. So that's like, oh, I can sleep at night now. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, the, the sense of certainty for me and my daughter and for that I share with everyone in our shift community, the calm yeah. The peace of mind that's generated from knowing. We just know how it works. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we don't eat like we're 19 anymore. And we don't even desire to eat like we are 19. Because we've, you know, when you shift that focus and internally you're, you know, what we're really doing, not only relying on dietary fat again, but we know how to dine in on yeah. the 
that we're carrying. That is the superpower right there. That Don't is. Dining in. Like next week, we're doing another one of our extended fasting weeks. And the big secret is we don't not eat. <laughs> we fast, but we actually eat while we fast. Just enough to keep us rolling along. You know, everyone and thinks I look forward to it. Yeah, it's not. It's not hard. I really thought I was going to suffer. And I'm looking forward to the next one. You know, and there randomly there will just be a day in between where I'm like, I don't need to have this today. I'm good. I can do the fast today pick up tomorrow. I'm good. Um, I'm going to start wearing a cape when I dine in. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. I'm going to come to the table in my cape with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, Maggie. Uh, uh, well, you know, you, you are the stuff of superheroes, Maggie, because look at oh, your, what you do for a living, you know, all this science you've learned from your, all of your oh, yeah. education and you share with people who are struggling. And now you've rolled up the sleeves for yourself, because you knew the trajectory of your DNA, kind of through your mom. You know, if you're going to go down, that's the way you're going to go. You've closed those gates. That's not yep. the only way you're going to go. No way. And it's so powerful just knowing. It's just so powerful. Yeah, it is very much so. It's finally time I took advice, my own advice, and coaches need coaches. Coaches. And, and I, I love it. I absolutely love it. So everything that I would, you know, in your head, but man, when you dive in and do it different, it's that other, that certainty, that's freedom. It's just very awesome. So thank you. You have to put on your cape too. <laughs> Where's your cape? What color is your cape, Maggie? Orange. Orange is my favorite color. It's going to be obnoxious tie-dyed orange or something. <laughs> love it. I love it. Okay. Well, Maggie, thank you so much for sharing your obnoxious orange <laughs> superhero caped self. Anytime. Our listeners. Yeah. You know, each of our stories, your story is going to touch someone's life who needs to hear it exactly the way you've said it. And with that, we end up shifting the planet. So thank you so much for being a part of that. Thank you. It was great being here. Really do appreciate the opportunity. Okay. Until next time, everyone, keep calm and shift on. Yeah. Bye-bye.